the I know podcast my name is Jasmine and I'll be your host for the foreseeable future we got a good show for you guys today we are going to be talking about judgy Christians and boy bands and you might be thinking how in the world are we going to talk about both those things well I actually brought a guest on uh her name's Hallie she's a good friend of mine she's a newest singer for this band called Watson and Bloodline I'm super pumped to have her on she'll be on the later half of the show but uh, I'm just so excited to have her on. We are going to be talking about boy bands there and be on the lookout, guys. So if you guys do not follow me on ino.podcast on Instagram, we have so much content that we are going to be posting on there. Hallie's actually going to be my first guest on there for a bonus episode. We are going to be talking about the evolution of Christian music it is going to be awesome we are starting from the early 2000s till now and we're just going to cast visions for where we see christian music going what has inspired us and i can't wait for you guys to see that be on the lookout for that episode on my instagram december 16th at 9 p.m eastern standard time again i just can't wait for you guys to hear that i really feel like it's going to be insightful and awesome we are hoping that this will become a regular thing on my instagram to these instagram lives where we just kind of get more into christian culture and just post bonus content so now let's just get into it let's get into the show So let's dive right in. Um, So I wanted to do this episode for a while and it's all about judging righteously. And the reason why I wanted to do it is because I had a question come up. I felt like it was in my, my spirit, man, of like, is it okay for Christians to judge? And I don't know if you guys remember that, but I remember like back in the 90s and the early 2000s, it was just, it was nothing to say, don't judge me. And it was just like a, like a joke that we all had, I guess, like you would eat cookies for breakfast or something and your mom would give you a look and you'd be like, don't judge me. Or like for me, when I went to college and it was my freshman year, I always have loved chocolate. And everybody knows that when you go to college, you binge what you love because nobody is around you to tell you that you can't have it. So I got a ton of Kit Kats and I would start my day off with a Kit Kat. And I remember my roommate, shout out to Kayla if you're listening, but I remember my roommate would just look at me with such a disapproving look as she should, because that is dumb. And I would just look at her and be like, don't judge me, man. Cause I knew what I was doing was wrong. And so you never realize how much your words have power until you are faced with them. So after years and years of saying, don't judge me, don't judge me, don't judge me, I was starting to question if that had merit. Is it okay if I judge somebody? How am I supposed to establish the kingdom of heaven here on earth if I cannot righteously determine what's right and wrong? Doesn't God give us a spirit of discernment? Isn't that judging? Aren't you 
you know, seeing what spirit is correct and what spirit is not. And is it possible for humans not to judge? Personally, I think it's not possible. That's part of a defense mechanism that we all have hardwired in our brains, but that's neither here nor there. We are here to hear the Lord, not me. So it led me on a little quest to kind of reprogram my mind. And that's why the Bible always says we have to be renewed every day by the word of God, because we are constantly being bombarded by, you know, catchy tags, catchy slang, advertisements, you know, social media, television, whatever the case is. And we don't realize how much that has an effect on us until we come at a crossroads. So this is my crossroads. This is why we're doing this episode, because I feel like it's a good refresher anyway. But, you know, a lot of Christians do have the wrong idea on what it means to judge righteously, whether we are too harsh in our judgment. I've seen a lot of Christians that are very harsh in their judgment or we just don't judge at all, maybe because we don't think we have the authority to, or maybe it's because we have our own sin issue and we're at least smart enough to know I cannot judge that person because I'm going through the same thing, or I cannot judge that person because I don't want to be a hypocrite, which if you do feel that way, you are actually biblically correct. Now, granted, please don't live unholy please try to fix whatever that issue is. Don't be content in sin, but you are correct in feeling like God does not want you to be a hypocrite because that is exactly what he doesn't want. So let's start with a question. Let's start with where in scripture does it say that we can judge? Well, we have three scriptures and I'm gonna break it down for you. But John 7, 24, Romans 15, 14, 2 Timothy 4, 2 all give us the green light, the permission to judge righteously and to give biblical correction. In Romans 15, 14, we see the word admonish. It means to put in mind by implication, to caution or reprove gently, admonish or warn. So that right there, God has given us the ability and the green light, the okay, that we can warn our brothers and sisters if they are headed in the wrong direction and we can reprove gently. What does that mean by gently? It means not harshly. Sometimes the best way to define something is to say what it's not. So don't judge harshly, but it also means to do that in love. Second Timothy two, we see um, a whole bunch of words that give us the okay to judge righteously. So let's go ahead. I actually want to hang on this one for a little bit. So let's go ahead and look at that scripture. So here we see Timothy says, and I'll just read it. Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. So that word reprove here in the Greek means to reprehend severely. So I wanted to give you this picture that the Lord gave me when I was reading that because it kind of seems to contradict what Romans 15, 14 says about reproving gently. Here we have reprehend and reprove severely, but it's kind of like this. Anybody with kids out there, or if you've ever taken care of kids, or if you could just imagine, if you have a kid and they're about to do something incredibly dangerous, what would you do? Picture this exactly. 
Picture a child is about to put their hand, you have a fireplace and they're about to put their hand in the fire. They're about to put their whole hand or their whole arm in the fire. What would a parent do or what would any responsible adult do? You would go over there and grab them probably a little bit hard or push them out the way or whatever you have to do to get them out of the way. But it's all done in love. So when you hear this word reprove, yes, it does mean to reprehend severely, but it's more of like a parent taking care of a child rather than just a harsh word or a cutting word that can hurt your brother and sister. We also have the word rebuke. Rebuke means to forbid, to tax upon, that is censure or admonish, to tax with fault, chide, reprove. All of these are synonyms for correction. So again, these scriptures give us the okay, like, hey, it's not like God is against us giving our brothers and sisters biblical correction. It's just, he wants us to do it in love. He wants us to do it well, and he doesn't want us to cause more damage than what damage has already been done. So let's turn to the scripture that every Christian has heard. If you've been in the faith, you have heard this scripture before Romans seven, one through five, and I'm just going to read the whole thing in context. Because, and you'll see where I'm at. Because most Christians read the first verse and they don't read it in full context and they actually just, they just stop reading after the first verse. But it says, judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be judged to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considereth not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. So when we read this in context, because I've always heard the first verse, don't judge unless you're going to be judged. And it's usually from unsaved people, which I can't get mad when a secular person takes scripture out of context because that's what secular people do. Um, They are not submitted to the authority of the word of God. So when they see something they don't like, they just run with it. But when Christians do it, that's the problem. So we have to read the whole thing in context. And I admonish you because I can. I admonish you to go ahead and read Matthew 7, you know, in its entirety. But when you read it in context, the entire point of these first few verses is so that we do not judge harshly and that we are not hypocrites. The whole point of this in red letters is Jesus saying, I don't want you to be a hypocrite. I don't like it. And I don't want you to judge harshly either because cutting words hurt. And this goes back to my last episode, shameless plug here. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. That is a truth, a law of the world. It cannot happen. So you cannot be in sin and call somebody else's sin out. It does nothing. It brings no correction. You do not have the grace in that situation to call that thing out and nothing will change. The only thing that person will see is a hypocrite. You cannot tell me not to lie when you're the biggest liar in the city. All I will see is a hypocrite and your words carry no weight. 
It's different when somebody else who does not lie, who lives in holiness, who lives in purity, who lives in righteousness says, hey, come up higher. This usually provokes change because somebody has something to look and aspire to. Also, when you read this scripture in context, it does tell us to cast the beam out of our eyes so that then we can see clearly to cast the moat from our brother's eye, meaning this same scripture in context that people use to say you can't judge, it is giving us the check mark to go ahead and judge. It is okay to cast the moat out of your brother's eye as long as you don't have a beam in yours. Hypocrisy is a symptom of sin. When you are in sin and you've been living in sin for a while, you start to feel less and less convicted about sin. And when you start feeling less and less convicted about sin, you will start to ignore that sin. That is where the beam in your eye literally distorts your vision to where you can't see your own problem, you can only see everybody else's problem. And I believe this is where the church has sort of dropped the ball. We either have a whole bunch of hypocrites running around telling other people how they should live holy even though they're not living holy, or we just have people who are too afraid to speak up, too afraid to give biblical correction to their brothers and sisters. And both of those things cause issues in the body of Christ. Both of those leave us handicapped. You know, we gotta we gotta pick one. One of my favorite pastors is Landon Schott. I listen to him pretty often, probably every week, honestly. And one of the things that he has said for years is you can't just read the Bible, you have to read the Bible. And what he means by that is that you can't just read the Bible and close it. You have to study. You have to be engaged with Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit has to reveal things to you. You should have a strong concordance and look up what it means in the Greek and Hebrew. You know, look up historical context. It's crazy. Like, I just feel like sometimes we can be so tech savvy when we don't need to be. And then when it's time to be tech savvy, we don't want to do it. We have so many resources nowadays to literally anybody and everybody, any Christian today can be a biblical scholar. I mean, if we really wanted to dedicate our lives to it like how we should, um, there's no reason why the body as a whole is as biblically illiterate as it is currently. But let me get off my soapbox. Moving on. So now that we're done dissecting the main scripture that is used on why you shouldn't judge. There's another scripture that I want to look at. Um, in my studies, I found Romans 14 and I had to read it in historical context and read it in context because in on the outward appearance, it looks like Paul is saying, don't judge at all. Like don't, don't judge your brothers at all. Leave that alone. Now, Romans 14 talks about Christian charity and unity. And so let me go ahead and just give you the context of that. That way I don't read the entirety of the scripture, although I highly encourage you to go read that entire chapter. It's really good. Um, but historical context of what was going on, Paul was speaking to a mix of people in the faith. Some were babes in the faith and others were seasoned veterans who had the revelation that Jesus came and fulfilled the rituals and the Mosaic law. So basically you had little, you know, 
babies in the faith who were trying to work out their salvation as best as they could. And they were upholding the Jewish traditions and holidays and, you know, not eating certain things and just doing what we would call today, like their religious duties. And then you had the seasoned veterans who had been walking with, uh, Jesus for a while and had their own personal relationship with him for a while. And they were like, Hey guys, you don't have to do that anymore. And the young Christians were like, no, 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 we have to do this. We have to do this. And you should do this too, actually, because the Mosaic law, like, yes, God came to fulfill them, but he didn't fulfill all of them and blah, 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 blah. So you just had this big argument that Paul had to address. We call this in our biblical studies, minor or doubtful presets, meaning they are not foundational to the Christian faith. So what's foundational to the Christian faith? That Jesus came, born from a virgin, through Mary, lived a sinless life, died on the cross for our sins, went to hell, and was resurrected on the third day, and is coming back. Those are foundational. If somebody comes to you and says this is not true, they are not of God. And I can say that definitively because that's what the word of God says. But these are our foundational pillars to the Christian faith. Now, there there are some other ones like we believe that God created the world. Um, You know, there's there are other ones, but these are what is foundational non-negotiables. And you had these other Christians who were just, you know, bickering over little things that really will not make or break you going to heaven or hell. It's just personal preference. This chapter, Romans 14, should be read as yet another warning on how not to judge. We don't judge based off of our level of revelation or doubtful precepts or personal preference. We only judge based on clear scriptural principles. So when I am giving biblical correction to somebody, and I I think I'm going to just start saying that for the duration of the podcast, because I just feel like the word judge even though I explained it at the beginning, just probably has a negative connotation. But when you are giving biblical correction to somebody in your faith, somebody, a brother or sister in the faith, you only can do that based off of the clear scriptural precepts in the Bible. So if I see my friend walking in idolatry and she asks for my opinion, or I am led by Holy Spirit to correct that, I have firm foundational scripture that says walking in idolatry is not okay. So I am able to say that. Now, again, referencing my old episode, there are certain television shows that I do not watch that a lot of people watch. And again, I won't get into them, but a lot of people watch these shows, but it is conviction for me. I cannot go to my brother in Christ or my sister in Christ and say, Hey, What you're doing is wrong because I have this revelation of God that it's not okay. That is false and I cannot do that and I'm out of a line in my judgment. Why? Because I am not judging based off of the clear scriptural guidelines of the Bible. I am judging based off of my personal preference and my personal conviction. This also goes for our level of revelation. Um, But we know that when we grow with Christ, we have deeper revelation of who he is because we've been walking with him more. Remember, we go from faith to faith and to from glory to glory. So we should all be growing. So my idea of Christ, that's why we always have to renew our minds through the word of God, 
my idea of Christ matures like a fine wine. It gets better and better. As I go from my faith to faith and my glory to glory, I cannot look at my brother or sister who might be newer in the faith and say, you're wrong because you're not at my level yet. That is what Paul is preaching against. He is not talking about do not bring godly correction. What he is saying in this particular chapter is do not judge based off of your preference and based off of things that are not foundational to the faith and based off of your level of revelation. And Paul says to these people, you are right to the, the wiser and the more mature Christian. They were right in their knowledge of who Christ was. Christ came and fulfilled all of the law, meaning they could eat what they wanted. They didn't have to observe certain holidays anymore because they had that revelation. Christ came and fulfilled it all, all of it. And the younger ones in the faith, especially the ones who just came out of Judaism, you know, that religious spirit can be hard to break out of. And they're like, you know, just in case, man, just in case Christ didn't fulfill all of it, I'm going to keep doing it. And Paul says, basically, be subject to where they are at. So just be considerate. Isn't that funny how Paul had to write a whole chapter to Christians on just be considerate. Just think about your brother when it comes to stuff like this. Like, don't be a know-it-all all all the time. This really doesn't matter as long as they have the foundational truth of who God is and who Christ is and what he did for them. Like, do not waste your time arguing over this. There's, we got too much going on. So that is what Paul was talking about in Matthew 7, 1 through 5, and in Romans 14, which I have always heard as arguments as to why Christians shouldn't judge. Um, hopefully I laid it out to you at the beginning of why we have been given the green light too. And I have given good scriptural rebuttals for the other two chapters that are usually taken out of context. But you know me guys, I'm Mrs. Practical. I remember growing up in church and I used to, I couldn't stand it when preachers would give these big spiritual messages and it would just be above my head. And I'm like, okay, great. But how do I live that out? What does that look like on a Tuesday with God? And I always use Tuesday because Tuesday is the most day day that I can think of. Wednesday's midweek, Thursday's close to Friday, Friday's awesome. Monday, you're just trying to get through it. But Tuesday is just a day that you just got to get through. But um, so practical advice. I'm basically going to reiterate what I said earlier. Judge with extended mercy and without harshness. And this goes back to Matthew 7, 1. In the past, I've had to correct my other Christian friends for living a life that was contrary to the word of God. And I have to make sure I do it in love. All of this, all of this biblical correction, although we are given a green light by God to offer biblical correction, if it is not done in love, it's not going to be heard. If it's not done in love, it could damage And if it's not done in love, it could actually make the situation worse. And that is the last thing that we want. Anybody listening, hopefully you have gotten spiritual correction from the Lord at some point in your life. God says he corrects those that he loves. If you're in the beloved for any amount of time, you should have received correction. And think about how you felt in that moment you got correction. You did not feel condemnation. You did not feel this overwhelming sense of guilt because that is not of God. 
when I receive correction from the father, I have an overwhelming sense of love and that love is what drives me to correct my behavior. It's never this harsh, you know, you got to do better. You're a terrible Christian. You're not living right for me. Well, it, none of that is from God. It has always been a, such an overwhelming sense of love that actually made me want to change. And that is how your correction should feel to your brother and sister. It should always be done in love. It should be done with mercy and extended mercy. I'm reminded of the scripture in Exodus 33, where the Lord passed by Moses. Remember, Moses asked to see the glory of God. And God was like, you can't see my glory or else you'll die. But I'll show you my goodness, though. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. And that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children until the third and to the fourth generation. So this is what the Lord says about himself. He says he's the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious. These are the first two things that the person you are correcting should feel mercy and grace. Second thing, don't be a hypocrite. The same standard you judge others to must be applied to your own life. So you cannot run out here and be living in sin and being half in this thing and half out of this thing and then telling other Christians how they got to live. That's religious and gross. We don't do that. That's what religious people did back in the day. That's exactly what the Pharisees did. They talked about all the knowledge they have of God and they had no relationship with God. They talked about all their studies and they got together and had these big religious, I don't know, big religious sessions and would just talk about how great they were and how much they know about God. And yet and still they were, a lot of them were cheating, robbing people blind, just being the worst kinds of people ever. Um, God hates that. So don't do it. Part three, don't judge based on your revelation or preference. And that's just what I harped on a few minutes ago. So I'm not going to get into that again. Don't judge based on doubtful precepts. Just talked about that. So if it's not foundational to the kingdom of God, it's not foundational. They're not trying to lead people astray. Uh, unless you are Holy Spirit led, I would just drop it. And last, and this should actually have been first and foremost, but last because I wanted to leave you with this. Be Holy Spirit led. It is not a good idea. Just because you have the green light doesn't mean you have a green light all the time. It's not a good idea to run around and correct people all the time. It's just not. Some things are by relationship. Some things are, you know, sometimes you might have to correct a stranger. I don't know. But what I do know is that God prepares everybody's heart for this type of correction. And if you are not in the Holy Spirit flow of things, you could really mess somebody up. So sometimes guys, I'm going to be honest. I have seen some things in the church. I grew up in the church. 
I grew up in the church and I've seen a thing or two. I have seen some terrible things happen in the church. I've seen some great things happen in the church, but I've seen some terrible things that happen in the church. Some things that even secular people wouldn't do, which is the worst. But, and I did not have the green light in my spirit to make that correction. Whether it was because I didn't have the correct relationship to make that correction, whether it was because that person uh, was close hearted anyway, whether it was because it could be a myriad of reasons, honestly. Um, but you have to be Holy Spirit led before you give biblical correction to somebody or to a cultural thing or an entity. It has to be done by Holy Spirit because he gives you the grace to say the right words, to do it well. And so that it doesn't damage. And sometimes God just might have you pray, you know, God he said it about himself. He's rich in mercy. You know, God will give people time to get it together in their own lives. You know, God really wants us to be one-on-one -on -one with him and God will give us that time, fix ourselves up and do it in private before he has to get somebody in your ear. So that's it guys. That's what I have for you. I am kind of relieved at how easy this one felt because next month, uh, I feel like it's going to be way more convicting, especially considering how last month went. And I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Uh, we, this podcast was ranked in Apple podcast charts, which is stupid because I had no, y'all, I cried at work. I had no idea that we were going to get ranked. I just expected me and five friends to listen to this and I fully expected this to go not far and maybe that's a problem on my end but I truly enjoy making this podcast because it just helps me get some things off my chest as far as what I see in the body of Christ and some correction that needs to be established but I just want to thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast just so you guys know just kind of as housekeeping um Again, I'm doing an Instagram live next week with Hallie and we are going to talk about Christian music and the evolution of Christian music since the early 2000s. You don't want to miss that. I feel like that's going to be very, very insightful and I kind of want to get you guys involved and if you guys want to pop up on the screen and talk about your thoughts on Christian music, I'm down for that. Um, my community is small enough to where I can do that at this point, so you know, let's just get on there and have fun. I will tell you now, next month, you are not going to want to miss. I have had this particular topic on the inside of me, like burning a hole in my back pocket, waiting to get out for several months. I cannot wait for you guys to hear episode three. I think it's going to be extremely convicting because it was convicting to me. I think it'll be very powerful, very insightful. I am so excited for the month of January. It's going to be so awesome. But until then, we are about to transition into our next part of the show. This is what I was talking about at the beginning of the show. I have my friend Hallie on. It's going to be a good time. I kind of just wanted to leave you guys with something fun today. It was a not really too tough of a message, but, you know, just kind of leave you guys on a light note. Anyways, enjoy the next part of the show.
if you don't mind, Hallie, can you introduce yourself? Hey, my name is Hallie. I am Jasmine's friend who is on the podcast for today. <laughs> She's being modest. That's not the only thing she is. She um, actually is a new member of Watson and Bloodline. Um, she helps lead worship music at my church, um, but also she's a good woman of God. And so I trust her enough to be on this podcast and speak to you guys about worship. And she's very humble. So, but I did not tell Hallie that she was going to do a game until today. So she is not prepared. And that's how I like my guests to be ill-prepared. Um, we're going to play a segment on the show called beat the host. Oh, in which you basically we're going to be talking about boy bands. I said that at the beginning of the show and I want us to each come up with a list of boy bands who were, I don't know, influential to us, Mm. um, who kind of grew up with us. Let's try to keep it nineties and up. We don't want to go all the way back to the Beatles. That's lame. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I want to get into it and I'm going to put two minutes on the clock for you. You're going to come up with a list. Now, we're doing this kind of like a football draft style, meaning I will let you go first because that's the least I can do since you came ill-prepared. You will go first and pick your first boy band. I will go next. Let's say I pick the boy band you were going to pick. You can't pick that same boy band. Mm. So, yeah, we're going to do four rounds of this. And I just got the good idea to make this a battle royale, Mm. meaning I want our boy bands to fight to the death. (laughs) So I want... The draft, not to be who's the most influential. I just changed it. I want our boy bands to fight to the death in an arena. I want you to figure out who is your favorite boy band who would win in a, I don't know, Roman style Coliseum match. And I'm going to put two minutes on the clock. I am not going to make you listeners listen to two minutes of, I don't know, music. So we're going to speed that up for you um, and just know she has two minutes. All right, listeners, Hallie has had more than two minutes, actually, and that is my doing because I also came ill-prepared. I realized I know a grand total of three boy bands. Yes. I was not <laughs> I was yes. not big into boy bands. I don't, I don't know what I was listening to back in the day. I don't know what I was listening to either. I was probably listening to um, Justin Bieber. Yeah, like one-offs, yeah. like Selena Gomez, mm-hmm. like just one-off people. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm realizing now that I'm not as knowledgeable as I think. And then when I researched other boy bands, I don't, I don't know who these people Mm-mm. are anymore. Mm-mm. IRL? Who nope. is that? Who's BTS? I don't know. Who is that? I don't know. Not, who they, not sure. I have no <laughs> idea who those people are. Um, they all look very young. I feel, I feel like I'm getting old mm-hmm. because... I feel like back in the day when my dad used to make fun of the boy mm. bands I liked, he'd be like, they're just little boys mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And I would be like, no, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> they're men. And these are men. These are men. <laughs> and now when I see what I was looking at back in the day, I'm like, they don't know anything about right. life or love or anything like that. But anyways. I, I was totally listening to Jesse McCartney. That's who oh, I was listening to. Big Jesse McCartney. Band. Jesse McCartney. <laughs> that was probably my first like celebrity yes. crush. Oh, 100%. I had a poster in my room. You had a poster? I did. I had to wait until I was 16 to have a poster. Mm. My dad would not let me have posters. He was my, her, him and Hannah Montana were my two posters. Hannah Montana? Yep. I couldn't get into her. I liked the show. Mm. Like I paid attention to the show, but I didn't really watch yeah. the, I don't know. I didn't really listen to her like that. Hannah Montana was big and some other boy bands, but I, I don't want to. Yeah. Reveal my list. Yet. Right. So Hallie, because you came ill prepared <laughs> and here's the thing, I'm very competitive guys. 
So I wanted to make this interesting. Hallie, if you win, I will buy you your favorite chocolate. Oh, boy. And take a picture in the pose of shame. (laughs) And for those of you who don't know what the pose of shame is, you have to follow my Instagram and you will figure out what that pose of shame is. Now, if I win, Hallie, you have to be in the pose of shame, but you don't have to get me anything because I'm nice. Okay. Um, I'll get you anything because I'm nice. Yeah. I'll get you something because I am nice. <laughs> so that that's what's on the line here is just just pride. Chocolate and shame. Yes. And since this is the first episode where we're doing a game, I want to win. Mm-hmm. I don't want to start with an L. <laughs> so um, you might be wondering, hey, how are we going to determine who wins? That's an excellent question. So we're by the end of this game, we're both going to have a list of who's on our team. And I am going to do an Instagram poll. Mm. Um, probably will post it three days in a row. Count up the votes. Believe me, I'm going to be full of integrity because this is a podcast about integrity. As, as much as I will hate to lose, I will lose with honor. Um, but I will count the votes and I will release the winner by the picture of the pose. All right. So that is who's going to win. You guys get to vote and say who's going to win in a battle royale. I'm excited to get into this. Hallie, you go first, and I'm hoping you don't take one of my picks. Okay, here are my... Wait, only one at a time. Oh, okay, one yeah, at a time. Only one at a time because I have to go. Oh, yes. we don't want to pick the right. Yes, yeah. okay. All right, number one, Jonas Brothers. So I think I already have her beat. The Jonas Brothers, I love them. <laughs> I love them, don't get me wrong, especially since their newest album. Yes. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I like the newest album. Um but there's only three of them. Yeah. There's only three of them. And so for my first pick, I am taking One Direction. <laughs> Five people. <laughs> I am going for sheer numbers. Now, did I listen to One Direction? Eh, yeah, you know. They were on the radio. Here and there. I didn't cut them off when they were on the radio. Did I seek them out? No. Um, but there's five of them. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like by sheer numbers, yes, I have the ability to pull this draft. Um, so yeah, you went with... Jonas Brothers, why did you choose them? <laughs> um, because when you said boy band, that was the first thing that popped in my head. Were they I, your favorite? W- yes, my absolute favorite. Jonas Brothers went to a concert. Um, really wanted to go to the concert when they were here in Charlotte. Um, yeah. And really thought it was going to come full circle for me. Was unable to do that. Why didn't you go? May or may not have shed a tear. You did not cry. Uh, it was really heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> you did not cry. <laughs> I did. I did indeed. <laughs> I sat on their Instagram and I watched their Instagram lives of them being in Charlotte and me not being near them, even though I was about 30 minutes away. I think I had something going on that night. Um, I was really sad. It may may have been, I I looked at the tickets. The tickets were totally doable. I was going to get pit seats. I mean. Oh man. Yeah. It was really going to be something, but. (laughs) That's so sad. You know, maybe one day. Something guys. One day I'll be able to go to a Jonas Brothers concert and my life can come full circle since I did go to one when I was about eight or nine. Eight or nine? Yeah. And I screamed and Nick Jonas, I love you. And cried at that concert. He was my favorite. You cried at that concert? I did. I was, yeah. It was really emotional. Really emotional kid. (laughs) Really emotional adult. I can't. Just to look into my life. <laughs> I have never, I've never been to a, um, I can't say that. I went to Winter Jam. Mm. Some people consider that a concert. Yes. I guess you could. Um, I loved Winter Jam. I was there for Skillet. Skillet? Love Skillet. So I, if someone held a gun to my head right now mm. and said, name one Skillet song, I could not. Oh no. I could not. I was not huge into them. I don't know what that was about. Um, It lasted about. 
five months for me. I downloaded every song onto my iPod. Yeah. Um, listened to them. I got the t-shirt, got the beanie, was grunge for about five months, and then it and then it fell off. So <laughs> I was grunge for all of high school. Yeah. But I did not listen to Skillet. I listened to stuff I had no business listening to. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, I don't know. Back then, Christian music was corny to me. Mm-hmm. So I just, I couldn't Skillet get it was my uh was my way of rebelling. Oh, really? So, Skillet yeah. was your Skillet way? Skillet of- was my way of rebelling. And then I, I dabbled here and there in Mayday Parade and All Time Low in the punk rock. This should <laughs> let you guys know how holy <laughs> Hallie has always been. She rebelled with Skillet. <laughs> rebelled with Skillet. My mom was really angry that I put it on my iPod. Are you serious? <laughs> it's a Christian band, right? It's a Christian band. Yeah. It's a Christian band, but... She, initially they don't sound christian, right like and they don't christian. necessarily say like jesus and like worshipful in, yeah. in their songs and they're obviously a rock band and so things are loud and she's like they are not a christian band this is not carrie job so <laughs> oh my god got the boot for that one but yeah they were on my ipod yeah wow okay so i think it's back to you now okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after that small little rabbit trail all right, so for my next boy band, I choose NSYNC. NSYNC? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not trying to harp on your picks. <laughs> Nobody in their right mind is afraid of NSYNC. Not even the... the Were they Justin the, Timberlake? No. Curly no. head, ramen noodle head. <laughs> if Justin Timberlake was here right now and they said, I would give you five grand to slap that grown man in the face i'd do it i would also slap him in the face nobody is scared of justin timberlake um i didn't listen to them much either i think i was i was born in 1997 yeah i was 99 so i mean i knew i knew of them knew their songs i knew bye bye you know they're big ones so i was gonna say that song and i was afraid that i got them mixed up yeah no no yeah they're big songs i did know but i was never a I would never really listen to boy bands. I, w- I was all Jesse McCartney. All the time. All the time. Just <laughs> Jesse McCartney. Jesse McCartney. And then I'd play Hannah Montana here and there. Radio Disney a little bit. but Oh, I remember Radio mm-hmm. Disney. You just unlocked a memory yep. for me. <laughs> all right. I'm going to pick next. Um, again, my my goal is to just overpower you with sheer numbers. So okay. I took five sauce. Ah! Oh, my gosh. I literally went through a two-month phase of them. Again, if someone held a gun to my head and said <laughs> name one five sauce song, I would be I would be messed up. No, um, I think oh man, how old was I? Maybe sophomore year. No, freshman or sophomore year in high school, I went through a phase for about two months. Yeah, of five sauce. Uh, really, I don't even think I can name one band member. Can you name one band member? Ashton. Ashton. What yes. did he do? Uh, he was a singer, and okay. he also played the guitar. Okay, I think. I don't know. I could be mixing him up with someone else easily. Yeah, I could. Um, I literally do not know. Now anything. I know. I know One Direction more than Five Sauce. I feel like I did. I went. I can through, name all the members of One Direction. Yeah, I went through a little a little One Direction phase. They were on my list. Okay, you stole them from me. I did. <laughs> I did. Just sheer numbers. That's the goal. Sheer numbers. Sheer numbers. All right, Hallie. It's back to you. Okay, um, my, is this my final? No, this is my third one. This is your third pick. Okay, my third pick is Backstreet Boys. Okay, I respect that more. (laughs) And I really have nothing to say to that, because they were a backup in case you picked one of mine. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I'm not tripping on that one. All right. Um, my third pick, I'm going Boys to Men. 
Oh, man, they were going to be on my list. Yeah. They, I listened to them, probably shouldn't at the age I was listening yes. to them. They're a bit, they're a bit raunchy. Yep. Um, but they had some good hits. Good hits. And they're really bit large. Yes. So I just, again, <laughs> just practicality. If I wanted to get in a fight, yep. I, I would choose them. Yeah. Um, I respect that. Yeah. I, they were going to be put on my list. My, um, is it back to me now? It is back to you. Okay. My, this is my final. This is your final pick. Okay. And I'm hoping you don't take my last pick. Um, I assume these would be, this would be counted as a boy band. I'm not sure. People might get mad at me if, I don't know. I chose Nickelback. Nickelback. Mm-hmm. Good pick. Yeah. Did not see that coming. Yep. That is actually your scariest pick. <laughs> you should have taken them first. <laughs> you should have taken them first. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I'm upset I missed that because they were like a heavy metal band. Mm-hmm. They had some good hits. They did. Look at this photograph. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They're, um, I don't know what you call it. I'm going to say rendition, but I know that's not right, of a Sharp-Dressed Man. Mm. That was so good. Yep. I watched the live of that, and yep. they were all dressed in tuxes, oh, yeah. and they killed it. Yeah. I love a good Nickelback night where you just drive windows down. They are a good drive just to band. Blaring, yeah, down the road, screaming every lyric. Yeah, it's, it's a good drive band. Hallie, I just feel like I've learned so much about your show <laughs> in just this segment alone. In this segment alone, you, oh boy, you felt, you felt a lot, and then what you felt, you felt intensely. Oh, intensely. <laughs> Everything was a movie. I was always looking out my window and pretending I was in a music video. Haven't we all though? Yes, I used to do that with One Direction songs. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What I did, was I did that? What was your favorite One Direction song? Oh, okay. Um, I loved Little Things. Okay, I loved that one. Did you cry to that song? I did. Okay, many tears. Yeah. Um, I also there was another one. Oh man, that I loved. I, truthfully, I loved their. Uh, I think it was their Up All Night album. Okay. Um, I wouldn't know. Yeah, it was. There, it. I was a freshman or in eighth grade freshman in high school or last year middle school um that was my my one direction christmas really i got a lot of one direction things and then uh-huh. i was over it it's I, like when you get things you just don't want yeah them I, lo- I mean i loved them like listen to every single album repeat oh god my mom loved them oh <laughs> like it was a whole thing um generally then, pretty clean band too yeah like yeah and th- and that's why I really I enjoyed them as well because I felt like I nothing was I didn't feel like there were any underlying meanings to their songs there mm-hmm. were a few that were like this could be taken in any way but I mean there that that's most songs nowadays yeah but I thought they were a pretty clean band five sauce was a little uh on the edge of your side. <laughs> I, again, I, I wouldn't know. I they just, were. I just I, remember their, I think their drummer had red hair at one point. Like yes. he dyed the tip yes. of his hair red. Oh man. Yep. Can't remember his name. Nope. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> Gun point in my head. I'd Couldn't say shoot it now. Just shoot it now. Pull the trigger. Yeah. Don't know his name. Um, I did. I do know one of them is named Ashton. I followed them on Instagram at some point, mm-hmm. And that's the only name that I could think of. Okay. But. I think my favorite One Direction song was It's Gotta Be You. Oh, that's a good one. That actually made me want to get into videography. Yeah. So it, it, that's I mean, I didn't one. listen to them a lot, but that music video was mm-hmm. amazing to me, especially at the age I was at. And yeah. Yeah. Yep. There was another one, another song that was really good. 
and I can't remember. I remember the music video when you said videography. It reminded me of the music video. It may have been, uh, I can't even remember the song. But anyways, I there was another slow song that I really liked. <laughs> I yeah. can't remember. Maybe it's like something about memories. I don't know. The One Direction fans that are listening to this are screaming. They're so angry They're right now. They're screaming right now. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, my final pick, and let me pull it up. I chose BTS. Ah. Uh, and that's because there's 32 members in BTS. I'm sorry. Did you just say 32? It was a, it was a joke. There's like, I don't know how many. There's like eight. It's something Dang. crazy like that where it's they can do like one. formations because they yeah. dance so much. Oh yes, is this the um, Korean Korean one. the K-pop? Yep. Yes. Okay, I've never not listened to one song. They just had a song that came out not too long ago. They're gonna kill us. Uh-huh. The fact that we chose these bands and we don't know yep. any of their songs, but they had one song that just came out that I really liked, <laughs> and I don't know the title. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know the title. I, there, I feel like there are a lot of song, a lot of songs to these bands that I'm like, oh yeah, I do know that song. And they're like, well, this is BTS or this yeah. is so and so. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I do know this song. Honorable mentions for me, AGR. Ah, uh, AGR is my all time favorite band right now. Um, I love their album Neo Theater. That spoke to me in college, just like any college student. Mm-hmm. That's an honorable mention. I was going to pick them. The only reason why I didn't pick them is because there's only three of them. Yeah. So, anyways, what was the finality of your list? Can you read, read off all four of yours? Okay. My four were Jonas Brothers, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, and Nickelback. All right. And my four was One Direction, Five Sauce, Boys to Men, and BTS. So I will post these lists to a poll on Instagram. And remember, guys, it's a fight to the death. This is not your favorite band. If it's your favorite <laughs> band, Hallie obviously won. But these <laughs> these bands are fighting in a, a I don't know. A Roman arena, Coliseum. A Roman Coliseum. Yes. Like fighting to the death. They all have pitchforks. Maybe not pitchforks. Uh, swords. Swords. Hammers. Shields. Uh, not hammers. Nope. Maybe an axe. Alex, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what they did. I don't they know what stuff. they had. It's an it's a weapon of some sort. Yeah. And they're throwing them at each other. Yes. So um, those will be online. I guess this episode is due to release December 12th. So look forward to the 13th and then make your pick then. Thank you guys for listening to the INO podcast. I've been your host, Jasmine, and this was my friend, Hallie. And we'll see you guys next week. See ya.